Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to Franchising and You, a production of Franchise Foundry. My name is Paul Segretto. I'm your host Saturday mornings as we share information and perspective on all aspects of exploring, selecting, and starting a franchise business. Franchising and You is brought to you in part by FranFund, named one of the top franchise funding providers by Entrepreneur Magazine. FranFund crafts insightful funding strategies that help solidify the dreams of franchise ownership while positioning franchises for long-term success. Learn more at FranFund.com. Finding the perfect franchise is possible if you put the effort in when researching franchises and reflecting on your personal preferences. That's a quote from the great book, a very um, important book to me as it's always on my desk. That's the Franchise MBA. And returning to franchising in you this week is serial entrepreneur, longtime franchise professional, and author of the Franchise MBA, Nick Neonakis. Nick, welcome back. Well, thanks, Paul. Thanks, everybody. Glad to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. And, Nick, as we know, individuals interested in finding the right franchise, one that is, let's say, the proverbial perfect fit does take a great deal of effort, and there are many resources and opportunities. So really, there's no excuse. And if time is an issue, what better way than to attend a franchise expo or trade show to begin the process? So tell us about these events. Basically, as I know you're a big fan of virtual reality, kind of give us a tour of an expo or trade show. Sure. So, you know, uh, we own the Great American Franchise Expo, and uh, our national partner is Bank of America in that show. Uh, We do eight trade shows around the country in major markets, franchise-only trade show, with seminars happening throughout the weekend uh, on legal, financial, marketing, there's CPAs there talking about taxes. And so it really is kind of an MBA in a weekend. And the shows are designed to give maximum information to people in a very short period of time and to meet face-to-face with the people who own and operate and run uh, the franchises. And so when you think about a trade show, and I would imagine most of your listeners have been to a trade show in the past, uh, this is going to be a you know 30,000 square foot venue uh, with 10 by 10, 10 by 20 booths, pavilions of different companies that are there exhibiting. And the attendees are coming in, walking around, checking out the companies, being curious, investigating, asking the franchisors, tell me about your business. What is it that you do? Um, You know, a lot of times the franchisors are marketing these uh, shows into the local area. So if you've looked at a franchise in the past, uh, you may very well get a, uh, an email saying, hey, come and meet us at, at the show. And I think it's a great opportunity to put a face to a voice or a face to an idea. And so, you know, these shows are really, you're walking around, you're meeting a lot of people, uh, probably having a cup of coffee with some other prospective entrepreneurs. And I think they're just a great way to go and learn about multiple different businesses in a very short period of time, right? Booth to booth to booth. And I think one of the keys is then how do you organize that? Because I know a lot of times it can be overwhelming 
when you go to a trade show, and maybe you've never owned a franchise before, you've never owned a business before, and this is your first opportunity to go and start investigating. There's a lot of noise, right? There's a lot of ideas. And I find a lot of times people are feeling a little overwhelmed with all the different choices. And so that's, that's always been really a, a, an orientation of ours is how do you make that process efficient and effective so that somebody can go and start learning about really what's important to them in, uh, in owning a franchise? You know, it's interesting that you mentioned the word overwhelmed because we have a question from Randy in Denton, Texas, who sent it in uh, earlier this week as we were promoting the show. He asked, I attended an event last year in Dallas, and I felt overwhelmed. I was there for four hours and felt like I could have stayed for a couple of days. As I enjoyed the experience, what can I do better the next time to accomplish my goal of narrowing down opportunities that might be best for me? Great question. And, uh, Randy, we'll be uh, in Dallas um, in March with the Great American Franchise Expo. We'll be in Houston uh, next weekend. So I'd uh, love to have you come down. Um, I think preparation and organization is the way to get the most out of a trade show. And, you know, I've been in franchising almost 20 years. Uh, we've helped thousands of people own franchise businesses and I think the first thing that you want to do is get an understanding of what you're looking to accomplish. Think about yourself. Think about what your goals are. Think about what sort of um, investment you're comfortable with, what types of people you're comfortable managing. Are there industry categories that are more appropriate to you? And I'll give uh, your listeners a a framework that I think will be very useful, firstly to understand themselves and then to go and understand the trade show, because I think it all starts with the individual. And uh, Paul, anybody who would like, uh, I can send this out uh, in, uh, in a format, in a, you know, paper format to them, email it to any of your listeners. I'm happy to, uh, to give them this as part of a process that we've created. So think Absolutely. about four squares. Okay, and we're going to start uh, in the upper left square. We're going to call that box simple retail. The square next to it, we're going to call that sophisticated retail. The square next to that, we're going to call that B2C, business to consumer. And then the square next to that, we're going to call B2B, business to business. Now, if you think about franchise businesses, or really any business other than hotels, they're going to fit into one of these four boxes based upon the characteristics of the business. And so I think your job is to understand what those characteristics are, and then what characteristics are most important to you. Okay, not subject matter, mm -hmm. i.e. I want to buy an ice cream shop. Well, why do you want to buy an ice cream shop? So let me define quickly these different boxes, and then we'll talk about how to use this to template what you're looking for at a franchise trade show, because here's the reality of a franchise trade show. Everybody you talk with has the best idea at the show. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is. 
And they're there to find franchisees. And they probably had about 120 ounces of coffee prior to the show opening. <laughs> so they are jazzed up and they are ready to talk. And I think that might, is probably one of the reasons. Little, they might even be a little jittery shaking their feet because now they have to go to the restroom and you walk up to them. <laughs> that's right, yeah. So they talk a mile a minute, right? Uh, right. And so I think that's you know one of the prime reasons why people get overwhelmed at these shows is that there's so much information overload coming at them. And my belief is that you have consumer of information and you have to be able to direct the conversation. Okay. So these are going to be two components we're going to come back to in a couple of uh, minutes. So let's go back to different types of businesses, simple or sophisticated retail, right? The, the commonality is retail. This is a business that's in a shop. Okay. And the difference between the two is the employee. Are they a simple employee or a sophisticated employee? And by that, I mean, is it, is it an employee that you can train on the job? Think of like a Subway or an ice cream shop or a gym maybe, right, where you can bring somebody in and say, here's how you process the registrations. Here's how you process uh, making a sandwich. Simple right. stuff. Sophisticated is going to be, you know, Paul, some of the businesses that you were CEO of, Think about the transmission business, right? Uh, you need to have yep. licensed, certified mechanics. Or if you have an urgent care business, you need to have a doctor. Uh, businesses like this have a different level of employee, okay? Think about the difference between a doctor and the kid at Subway. Now, there's going to be a different investment typically with these types of businesses. Um, simple businesses require less equipment than sophisticated. They're going to be more expensive. But there's a different way of managing these types of employees, and that's going to require different management skill sets. And think about your skill sets. Think about your investment range. I can give you some ranges on numbers, but it's, it's a huge range. Okay, but let's just say, for argument's sake, a simple retail business like a Subway might cost a quarter of a million dollars. A... Meineke might cost three to 500,000, okay? Um, but right. you are doing some kind of marketing. People are coming to your shop. You're managing a team of people, and then you're going to grow that business by adding additional locations, okay? People come to the business because of the brand. They know what the brand does. You're managing a shop. Now, the next phase in that is, how are you going to scale and replicate it? Here, typically, think of a Dunkin' Donuts. You buy one, you run it, you add a second, you add a third, you bring in an assistant manager, you bring in a general manager, you have 20 Dunkin' Donuts, 50 Dunkin' Donuts. That's the type of scale that people oftentimes think about with simple or sophisticated retail businesses. Now, let's go to the other two boxes. These are more service businesses. So here... Uh, B2C, business to consumer, or B2B, business to business. They're dictated by who the end client is. If it's a household, a civilian, then we're going to put it in B2C. If it's in an office, B2B. So what are the types of businesses that you find in B2C? 
Well, think about any property service business, like painting, plumbing, roofing, flooring, closets, right? You're sending Mr. Roto-Rooter, Mr. Rooter. Sure. You know, you've got one of the largest groups in the world there in Waco, Texas, right? Neighborly used right. to be known as the Dwyer Group. Uh, all of their brands tend to be somebody shows up in a van at your house and they do something. Okay. Um, but businesses like elder care would also be in this category. When somebody comes out, they take care of mom at the house. And here you use, usually you're pretty good at selling. And oftentimes these businesses, the owner is operating the business themselves. They're in the van, they're going out to meet the client. They're selling the job, and then there's some fulfillment that happens. Like a sure. paint crew comes and paints the house. Uh, and then over time, you add another van, you add additional people, and that's how you scale these businesses up. Cost, probably 100 to 200000 Now, we can add a zero, right, onto any of these. If you want to start up a a Mr. Rooter and have 10 trucks on the road, well, that's going to cost more than if you have one. Um, of course. But to give your, your audience sort of a flavor for what this looks like. And if we go to the B2B category, now we're selling services <clears throat> to a company. Remember Jack Welch at GE when he said, turn yeah. your back office into somebody else's front office. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you are a medical device manufacturer, you really don't need to have a team of full-time cleaners, right, to clean the offices. Outsource it. You don't need to mess with that. And so franchising is, has really stepped into that category. And there are things like you know, commercial cleaning, like a Jan Pro or Janny King. You've got uh, drug testing and financial services and all kinds of different types of professional services that businesses need. Now, I want you to think about the difference between somebody who is selling to a corporation and somebody that's selling to Miss Smith down the street. There's likely going to be, not always, but there's likely going to be an experience difference. The person who can sell to a corporation has probably done it before. Maybe they were a VP of marketing or sales. They know how to get into a a boardroom and talk to the executives, solution-based selling, right? There's a PowerPoint and you're standing at the front of the room and you're talking about how we can clean all your offices and so on and so forth. As opposed to if we are a Molly Maid or a Mary Maids or a cleaning authority, a home uh, cleaning franchise, we go out, we meet Miss Smith. She thinks we're a nice, you know, young man. Both of us are young, Paul. And, uh, and she says, okay, you know, young man, you can, you can clean the house. And then we get a deposit and, and we clean it. It's very simple. Over on the B2B side, it's probably not going to be, okay, let's do it. There's probably going to be a request for a proposal. There's going to be an evaluation process. Uh, we're going to get paid net 90, 60. There's going to be some difference in the cash flow. So these are different selling backgrounds that are required here. So think about these four quadrants within the framework of franchising trade show. Simple retail, sophisticated retail, business to consumer, and business to business. And now we think about ourselves and what we're trying to accomplish and what are we good at. Because if really you need to own a business 
in the B to C quadrant, maybe the investment range isn't very high that you have access to. And so you need to go out there and be an owner operator and, you know, get your hands dirty, build that business, add another employee and keep doing it. Great businesses for millennials, by the way. Okay. Mm -hmm. Go do some hard work and keep growing it. And then all you're doing is talking to people at a trade show that are sophisticated retail businesses like urgent care businesses or massage businesses or automotive businesses. Well, you're going to be completely overwhelmed. You're going to waste your time. You don't have the ability really to own and operate those types of businesses. So what you're doing, it's like house shopping. You're not looking at the right neighborhoods, right? Think about buying a house, have an idea of what you're looking for. Three bed, two bath, split level, room in the back for the kids to run around, quiet street, good school. And then all you do is you go look at penthouses on Fifth Avenue in New York. It's the wrong thing to do. You're wasting your time. Right. <laughs> so, right? so first we have to look inside. And now we've got a game plan of what we're looking for. And we go to the trade show. What I would recommend is first do a spin through the show. Just graze, walk around, and check everything out. Now, I want you to put yourself into a trade show. You walk in. It's our show. You've got American flags. You've got our Screaming Eagle. Um, we're probably, you know, at the Houston show, we're donating 100% of the ticket sales uh, to assist the officer and the Houston Police Officers Union. Uh, we do this uh, every time we do a show, Paul. We always donate 100% of the ticket sales to a worthy cause. And, you know, in Houston, unfortunately, a lot of our first responders, uh, you know, have been wounded and killed in the last couple of weeks, um, and, and we want to help their families. And so that's part of our mission. So you go in, hopefully you'll donate, donate something to, to the brave men and women who protect us. And you go in, and it's noisy, and there are people walking around. There are all kinds of businesses, and there are flags waving. Walk through the show. Just check everything out and think about what you're walking past. Typically, a good trade show exhibitor, you're going to have an idea of what they do from their name, from their banners, right? And if you're not sure, that's okay. But first, we want to go check out the lay of the land. So just walk through the show. It might take you an hour or two or 30 minutes, depends on the size of the show, uh, but get a sense of what's out there and have a little notepad or your smartphone and mark down, you know, the 100 aisle, the 200, 300, 400 aisle, um, what's there and what you're interested in. And after you go, mark it down, right? That it's a, if you're looking for a, uh, let's just say we're looking for a B2C, business to consumer. There's one here, there's one here, there's one here, and start making notes for yourself. Just as you're walking, I'm going to come back here, I'm going to come back here. Then, after you've walked the show, go grab yourself a cup of coffee and take it to look at the list and rank them. Which one did you really think looked pretty interesting? Go there first, right? In the absence of knowledge, we have to create our own foundational educational platform. And that's what we're doing right now. Graze the show, write down who you think looks interesting, rank them, and then go start having conversations. 
Now, a big mistake that I see at trade shows is people spend an inordinate amount of time talking with the exhibitors. And some exhibitors, God bless their hearts, will talk to you for a long time, and maybe they won't let you go. And some of these people can be very engaging personalities, marvelous people, really interesting. And the next thing you know, an hour has gone by. And like Randy from Denton, he's got four hours at the show. Well, you just blew a quarter of it on one business. So you need to have a list of questions that you're going to ask our list. Here are a couple of questions. And again, uh, if your listeners reach out to me, Paul, uh, I have compiled a Bible of questions over the last almost 20 years. I've had so many questions that clients have asked us about businesses. And you know what I do? I've had a file that I just drop the questions into, and it's this huge list of questions to ask a business. Happy to send it to anybody that, that reaches out. So That's think fantastic. about questions like this. Yeah. You know, tell me about your business. Give me the elevator pitch, right? We're telling them, make it short. And then how many locations do you have in Texas? How much does it cost to open up? What type of earning potential uh, do we have here? Do you have an item 19, which is, of course, the earnings claim in, a, in an FDD, in a franchise disclosure document? If you don't know what that is, um, my advice is learn about how to analyze a franchise. And, uh, Paul, I'm happy any of, your, any of your listeners that reach out, I'll send them a free copy of the Franchise MBA, um, or they can buy it on Amazon, uh, $16.95, but we'll send them one for free, uh, you know, paperback copy. And learn about how to investigate a franchise. So have your list of questions. Get an understanding at a high level of what they do. Get their information and organize it. You know, sometimes I see at these trade shows, people have bags full of information, all kinds of stuff, you know, and, and a lot of times there are all kinds of giveaways um, and it just turns into a complete mess. I would recommend get yourself an accordion file and put the information in and start organizing it from the get-go, right? And so now if it's one company, you can start collecting information on that specific company and keeping it in, in order. Set up a call with the people at the trade show to talk. Say, hey, I'm really interested. I'd like some more information. I'd like to see your franchise disclosure document. Um, maybe we can schedule a call for next week to talk. And now you've got an overview. That probably is going to take you 10, 15 minutes and then go on to the next. And as you're getting the answers to your questions, write them down. You know, the challenge with information overload is how do you organize it? So have an accordion file, have a pad or your smartphone. You know, I like uh, Siri. I always use the Siri notes um, on, my, on my iPhone because I can talk into it and I can give a quick synopsis of, you know, here's what I found, here's what's interesting, and, you know, here is the company, the person's name, and so on and so forth. And I'll probably take a picture of the business card and the person as well. For me, I like to know the faces of the people that I'm working with. And so now what we've done in 10 or 15 minutes is we've created a dossier on a company. 
who they are, what they do, how they do it, what kind of money it costs to get in, what kind of money we can make, who are the people behind it, and we've got some action steps that we're going to talk with them and get all of their financial and marketing information after the show. And if you do that deliberately and diligently as you work your way through the show, there are going to be some companies where they're going to say, hey, Paul, come here. Let me talk to you about my great company. And you say, hey, thank you very much. You're not my guy. The wrong house, <laughs> right? Great. <laughs> and go on to the next. And if you do that, I promise you, you'll be able to get through any size trade show. It could be, you know, our shows are probably 70 to 100 exhibitors. Uh, it could be a very large show, uh, like the one in New York, that might be, you know, 400 exhibitors. But the methodology remains the same. You can work your way through the show, get the information that you need, and then go and analyze it at your time. I hope I wasn't too verbose, but it was, Randy, that was a great question that I think really deserved a, a foundational answer. I thought it was a great response. And, Randy, we appreciate your question. Send questions or comments to me at paul at franchisefoundry.com anytime during the week leading up to showtime and even while we're on the air. We'll do what we can to respond on the show, and especially if the question is relevant to that week's show. But all questions are important to us. You'll always receive a response to your question. In fact, questions are important to us in helping us plan future shows. So please share with us what's on your mind. Some of the points Nick brought out about understanding an FDD and financial performance representations, you can find all that on uh, past um, episodes of Franchising and You. Uh, by some very great experts just like uh, Nick Dianakis. Franchising U is also brought to you by the National Boutique Law Firm, Spady Eliana. Learn more about Tom Spady and his legal team at www.spadialaw.com. You know, Nick, you spearhead a lot of great things for your company, Franchise Consulting Company, and, of course, as you've mentioned, the Great American Franchise Expo. Tell us some about you know, your company, how people could work with that company, and, and how that all ties into the Great American Franchise Expo. Sure. Well, you know, I own a couple of companies, um, and we really are a, an integrated solution for people who are looking to buy or sell a franchise or help them create it, uh, as well as the trade show business and the virtual reality business. So the franchise consulting company, think of us like realtors of franchises. And I've got 134 people in the United States, all across the U.S. and every major market, who are all franchise experts. All of us have come from a franchising background. We've got CEOs of companies who sold their, their franchise system, who wanted to stay active, vice presidents of development, operations. We even have the drummer from Hall & Oates. <laughs> He's got a real franchise background. You know him, another great Italian from New York, Bobby yep. Del Vecchio. And, yep. uh, and you know, Bobby, great franchise background. And so uh, what we do is we work with people who maybe they, they don't really know what they're trying to do or it's their first time or it might be a private equity company that's looking to buy an entire system. It's a very wide range of clients that we work with. And what we do is, is we help you analyze, firstly, yourself, who are you? What are you trying to do? What's important to you? Uh, we help you build a business plan. 
And then we help you go and find ideas that make sense, just like a realtor is going to help you. And then we'll help you analyze them. Uh, we have relationships for funding. Uh, we work with Fran Fund, who is going to be at all of our uh, eight trade shows this year. A uh, great bunch of folks there in Fort Worth, uh, Jeff and Sherry Sieber and their team. Uh, so we'll help you do a cost of capital analysis to take a look at what's the best way to fund the business. We'll introduce you to attorneys to help you uh, review all of the documents, which you have to do if you're going to buy a franchise, right? These are complex documents. You need to have an attorney take a look at them. And ultimately, we will help you find the right businesses, or if it's really not a good fit, we'll figure that out early on, and, and we'll tell you, look, it's probably not the right thing to do, and here are the reasons why. Maybe now isn't the right time, but we're not in the business of wasting people's time. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to our clients. Our fees are paid by the franchisors. So reach out to us, have a conversation. We've got folks in, in every market uh, that you're probably in or nearby who'd love to meet up with you in person if you'd like or over the phone. Um, then, how could they find out we more information? Nick, how could sure. they find out more information? Go to uh, www.com the franchise consulting company all spelled out dot com uh, and if you just google franchise consulting we're the first thing that pops up uh, maybe not in the paid search <laughs> right uh, but organic search we're, we're the number one the reason we're number one is that we interact with more people uh, than any of the other groups out there. And that's why we're number one in uh, franchise consulting in the rankings, and I believe also in, in a couple of other categories. Um, so, and, you know, love to, love to talk with you. Um, and if you're interested, again, reach out to us either through Paul's website or thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com. Um, put in the little information uh, registration that you heard about this on Paul's podcast, on his radio show. Uh, and you'd like a free copy of the Franchise MBA, um, and we will mail one out to you on Monday. Um, now, we have another company, too, which is really cool, which we integrate with the consultant called the FCC VR, or Virtual Reality. And we sent teams of photographers out all around the country taking pictures of franchise companies. And we own the largest VR library of franchise brands in the world. And if you haven't experienced VR, virtual reality, it's really cool. You put this headset on, and we'll send you a headset free of charge. You put it on, and now you can do tours of franchise businesses, and it's as if you are inside the picture. You can look up and down and around. You can go outside and check out the real estate that the location is in. You can go to the back office and see where the owner or manager works. And so we can give you a really interesting tour visually of what a business looks like. We're the only company in the world that does this. Uh, and if you're interested in learning more or doing a VR tour of hundreds of franchise companies, uh, just reach out and we'll schedule you for a call with one of our consultants. And then we also do this at the Great American Franchise Expo. So you can do VR tours of hundreds of brands right from the show floor. And, Paul, the first 100 people each day in Houston, uh, Saturday, February 23rd, and Sunday, the 24th, the first 100 people that come, doors open at 11 a.m., 
get a free VR headset. So come early because there's always a line to get them. These are pretty cool things. And you can use them for anything virtual reality, which is really cool. Right. If, what, if your listeners haven't experienced virtual reality, just Google it. Check it out. It is extraordinary what technology has done, and we embrace technology to help educate our clients and, uh, and all of our friends. It is cool. Nick, what's the uh, website URL for the Great American Franchise Expo? FranExpoUSA.com. Fran, F-R-A-N, Expo, E-X-P-O, USA.com. And you have the you know, even, expos throughout the you have the expos throughout the country, right? We sure do. Uh, so we'll be doing this year, Houston, Dallas, Miami, Tampa, Jacksonville, Atlanta, Charlotte, and Washington D.C. You know why we're doing the uh, the Sun Belt states, Paul? I bet you can guess. <laughs> I, I know I could guess, so tell us. <laughs> uh, if you live in one of those states, if you live in Texas or Florida or Georgia or the Carolinas or the D.C. area, you live in the most active zone of the United States for demographic inflows, okay? You have more people moving to your state than anywhere else. And we can debate the, the reasons why. I'm going to say that people like nice weather and good food. But the reality is people are getting taxed out of states like New York, Connecticut, California. And so the commensurate job creation is, is very low, much lower than it should be. It's declining because the populations are declining. Whereas sure. in the Sunbelt states, populations are increasing Business creation is increasing for a very simple reason. All these people from Illinois and Detroit and New York and New Jersey and Los Angeles that are saying, you know what, I'm not paying 50% taxes anymore. I'm done. They need to eat. They need a haircut. They need an oil change. They might be coming down with an extended family that needs care. They don't have time to clean their homes or paint their house. All of these and many, many more are things that franchise businesses address. And so my advice to people, I get a lot of calls from people saying, we're thinking about moving. What do you recommend? You know, we're we're thinking about going somewhere that's a good business climate and so on. And I said, well, take a look at these areas because this is where you've got so many people moving in. And Paul, you live in in Houston in the Woodlands. Right. Think about right. the amount of growth that you're seeing around you, the highways that are being built, the new developments, the new strip centers, the new shopping plazas. All of these are going to be filled with franchises. And if, if you want to do a quick uh, test, every one of your listeners, as you're driving around, if you live in one of those states, as you're driving around, take a look at how many franchise brands are in all of the strip centers around you. Franchising is growing exponentially because it really is the best way to get into business ownership. And if you pair that with the fast-growing state economy, I think you've got the opportunity for some really fantastic upside. And so that's why we put all of our shows into those markets because we want to address 
the needs of those states and help entrepreneurs expand. Yeah, and just like we found out uh, during the uh, economic downturn, um, ExxonMobil moved their world headquarters right here, built a new world headquarters right outside the woodlands, and they brought in Mm -hmm. some 12,000 employees. That was basically 12,000 spouses that were eligible for franchise opportunities. And I know we worked Mm -hmm. with a lot of them uh, over those years. And you might be the only person uh, in the country referring to Washington, D.C. as the Sun Belt. So just a little (laughs) tongue-in-cheek there. Franchising in You is also sponsored by Retail Solutions. The professionals at Retail Solutions help franchisees locate, negotiate for, and lease or purchase the retail space, building sites, or built to suits best suitable for their new business ventures. You can find them on the web at RetailSolutionsRE.com. Nick, uh, this has been absolutely great. I really appreciate you giving of your time and joining us today. I know there's so much that we could do uh, working together and having people fully understand, you know, the process so they have a right fit opportunity. Um, So I really appreciate you being here again today, and certainly I look forward to inviting you back for a future show. And I'm also real excited to announce that we'll have as future guests on Franchising and You some of the great consultants at Next Company, the Franchise Consultant Company. I truly look forward to that. Thank you so much, Paul. You know, the work that you do educating America and beyond on business ownership is marvelous. And to all your listeners, I would say if you're interested in learning about business ownership, come to the Great American Franchise Expo. Learn from the dozens of seminars that we have. Do tours in virtual reality and in reality. And I know a lot of these companies have some fantastic giveaways. You know, seeing free massage at Massage Heights and workouts at all the great gyms around Houston, free pizzas, all kinds of cool things. It's fun it's exciting, it's educational, and it's the American way to independence. And we want to support our first responders in Houston. We love you all across the country. Uh, Thank you for everything that you do to protect us and anything that we can do as the only American-owned franchise trade show in the USA, we are here to do it. We love you, Houston. We'll see you next week. And, Paul, thank you so much for this great opportunity to be on your show. Thank you, Nick. There are many resources available to business owners and for those exploring business and franchise ownership. Magazines such as Entrepreneur, Inc., Success are all great resources with easy reads, especially online. For more focus on franchising, there's also Franchise Dictionary Magazine. The bottom line is be informed, learn, learn, learn. There's no reason not to learn with such great resources right at your fingertips. And we're proud we can help as another resource as you explore the wonderful world of franchising. To that end, we've also launched a daily morning newsletter that came out this week. It's called Accelerate Success Cafe. Grab a cup of coffee with an inquisitive mind. Read about entrepreneurship, franchising, and small business. Just go to FranchiseEssentials.com. That's one word with a common E between franchise and essentials. Subscribe, and you'll receive the newsletter in your email at 6 a.m., each weekday morning, and also in the near future, we'll be launching the daily Accelerate Success Cafe podcast. This will be a live daily 20-minute podcast 
the same objective. We're committed to helping you learn all you can about owning your own business. And remember, if you've missed any segment of Franchising in You, all are available at www.blogtalkradio.com slash Franchising in You. And again, coming soon uh, is the launch uh, of our new podcast, Accelerate Success uh, Cafe. So please, please, please look at that. And we'll also be interviewing many of the country's successful entrepreneurs that have made a difference building businesses and brands. And as they share their experience, including their successes and, yes, failures, our objective is for our audience to realize there are many, many opportunities, ones they may never have even known existed, provided they know how to realize and explore these possibilities. And that even the most famous of entrepreneurs are no different, no more special than the next person. So stay tuned for more details. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for including Franchising in You and your quest for business and franchise success. Dream it, wish it, do it. Have a great day. Thanks, everybody.